0: Welcome to my very first podcast. I am your host, Jordan Blaskovitz, coming to you from the sunny Okanagan Valley in Kelowna, British Columbia, sitting in the beautiful backyard of the man, the myth, the legend. Still considered to be one of the absolute best to play the game of handball. He speaks five languages, standing six foot five, with hands the size of dinner plates, Mr. Frederick Voll. Thank you for being here with me today, Fred. Now, in Canada, North America in general, Handball is not as popular as it is in Europe and Asia, and especially Africa. Give us a little overview of the game and uh, maybe the setup and how it's played.
1: First, thank you, uh, Jordan, for coming uh, in my backyard for this interview. And uh, yes, I'm going to explain you you a little bit about handball. Uh, it's a team sport. It's an indoor sport. Um, two teams, six field players and one goalkeeper in each team with a net, who looked like a soccer net but uh, smaller. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> it's a full uh, sport of contact. Uh, tackle are not allowed, but full contact. And uh, we can dribble. The ball is uh, smaller than the soccer ball. Uh, and uh, we can uh, jump and uh, shoot uh, in the net. And, uh, and that pretty much, it's a German sport originally. That way it's called handball instead of handball, but um, uh, it's very popular in Europe. Uh, it is also like you you said before popular in Africa and also in Asia, very and cool. it's been an Olympic uh, sport uh, for now a long time, over fifty years.
0: Wow. Okay, I actually didn't know that it originated in Germany. That's really cool. Mm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your distinguished career. Uh, you know, I know you've been playing or. Had played for many, many years. Uh, you were a junior national champion.
1: Yeah, well, I, uh, I uh, actually, I, I, be, I began uh, to play. I was uh, actually pretty old, because I was playing soccer before, and I started to play handball when I was only 14. But uh, I, I think uh, I had um, all the uh, aptitude to uh, become a good player. I was already tall. I was uh, running... Uh, fast and jumping and throwing the ball and so i've been selected uh, as a young player pretty quick after i started and uh, did all the process the regular process that we have in france so it means that i start with the very youth national team and then i went and played with the junior national team and then i finished after with the french national team senior of course and um Toward all that time, I started in a, in a sports school where I stay uh, in a dorm and I was practicing every day. And at the same time, I have like special uh, schedule for my school. So the fact to practice every day when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, uh, make you improve a lot. And uh, I had a chance to not have a, a lot of injuries during my career, so which means that I could uh, Keep evolving in my sport and became better and better and uh, and that's why at the end I, uh, I reached the top and uh, that was something fantastic that's amazing that's amazing so at 14 years old how tall were you uh, i was I think at 14 I was uh, six six or six one wow that's uh, I was light that's... I was six one and I was uh, i think uh, in pound I know in kilo but in pound uh, I was uh, six five Kilo, which means pound, probably 145 150 pounds. Oh, so you're tall, you could jump, and I was lean and, and, and skinny. And uh, four years later, uh, I gained like pretty much, uh, I, I would say, 70 pounds. In four years. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow! All muscle. All muscle. <laughs> so you don't need weights. Well, when you, when you practice every day, you practice every day. You know, uh, it's like uh, it's like you, you make your your, work, your 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 body works and uh, and uh, is getting used to the, the quantity of work and uh, and uh, as you doing it, you feel even better and you feel that you need it. Okay. So it's uh, it's fun because you're doing something you like. With a bunch of friends because it's a team sport, which uh, I camaraderie. Like, yeah, I like even more than individual sport, and uh, it's all, uh, all been all my life has been only joy of doing something that uh, I really like.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! So, when you were uh, when you were staying in the dorms there, mm-hmm. you were staying in your own place at 14 years old. Were they paying you? Were you making money?
1: Uh, not when I was 14, but. Uh, uh, they were paying for all my schooling and uh, all the dorm and uh, everything, so it's like a scholarship, yeah right, pretty right. much, so my parents didn't have to pay for anything, but I was taken care of very and cool. then uh, as uh, I became the first, my sport was when I started uh, still a, a semi-professional uh, sports, which means that some players were getting money. Those foreigners players, for example, but the French player at the time I still had to work. So uh, my plan was to uh, to keep studying because at the time I really enjoyed handball, but I knew that handball will maybe not feed me. Right. <laughs> so I had to think about my studies. So. And, uh, and 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 uh, when i w- reached the age of 18 and i was still a junior i became the first player to sign a professional contract in france
0: wow that is so that amazing. changed that
1: changed the, my uh, my view of uh, and my uh, of what i decided before so it was to go in a sports university to become a sport teacher So I uh, I couldn't at that time continue to go to school because I went from one practice a day to two practice a day, Right, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, becoming professional, I was uh, totally available for my sport. And uh, and that was the beginning of my uh, career as a professional player.
0: But I think it's important to, to mention that you were also an excellent student, though you had very high grades in your in your school.
1: And well, I I, I tried to uh, to uh, to focus also on the study. My dad was a teacher in the university, and he's always taught me that uh, uh, learning and and studying is important. And in case of you know, I didn't became successful in my sport or i had a injury or, you know and i had to stop he told me it's always good to have like an extra an extra exit to make sure that oh, I can absolutely. do something that's awesome
0: so when you signed you were the you were the very first 18 year old you were the youngest to <laughs> sign a pro contract
1: yes i was the first one to sign a pro contract i've been the first one on the first a few things in France, it's funny. Um, uh, yes, I became the first professional player, and then uh, I became also the first French player who went to play outside of France, and I became also the French-European player who went to play in Asia. So it's kind of interesting, through all my career, that I did some... I've been the pioneer of a few things. It's kind of funny. Like,
0: I've heard, I actually, before I knew you, before we worked together here, uh, I, I had heard stories of you and you were called the Wayne Gretzky of handball.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We don't have the same bank account. No. That's the only problem. <laughs>
0: so, 18 years old, yeah. you're playing professionally. And yeah. uh, so I started to play in France. You started to play in France. Yes,
1: in the city where I went to school with the team. Who, uh, the team from the city was a team in the first, French league, French first, first division league. And uh, so I integrated the team at uh, age 18. So I was a really young player, the, the youngest of the team. And uh, and I had a chance to to play in this team, and it was for me good because a lot of players were at the end of their career. And uh, my first year, I remember the six first months, I didn't play a lot. I I I play a little bit, and then the second second half of the season, the coach started to really uh, have more confidence in my, my, my game and uh, give me the chance and, and, and that was the beginning. So I played for uh, quite a, a lot of season with this team. I won a, a few titles, national title with the team. And then I moved to uh, another team in France, it's called Olympic Marseille, which is very famous also for uh, soccer. And uh, I had four fantastic years with this club. We won the title again and I won the Europa Cup with this team and at the same period uh, with the national team uh, we reached the top uh, when i started with the national team we were like not really uh, a good ranking in the world and uh, after working hard for the first five years of my uh, my career in the national team where we lost a lot of game where we travel all around east european country to lose every <laughs> tournament finally after working hard for five years we started to feel the result and uh, we became uh, we had the chance to be selected for the olympic games in 92 wow in Barcelona.
0: so the build-up to the olympics how did you think you guys were going to place going into it
1: well it was interesting because uh the qualifications uh, for the Olympic Games was during the World Championship uh, two years previous to that, right? And the nine first team uh, of the World Cup are automatically qualified for the Olympic Games. So for us, it was to reach the ninth first, right. You know, in the world, and uh, we were not good, at, really good at the time. We finally play for the place nine and ten, a Sunday. Morning at nine o'clock, and that was the game. will give you the ticket for the Olympic. Oh, excellent! And we play again Iceland, and we won the game. And for the first time in the history of handball in France, the team, men team, were qualified for the Olympic Games. Incredible! So when we arrived at the Olympic Games, we were ranked number nine uh, in the world, and uh, <coughs> of course, being number nine, nobody. I never uh, imagined that we could, you know, get into a semi-final, and we did. arrive in semi-final, and uh, it was a, a surprise because it was in Spain. So in 92, we play against Spain, who were favorite, the first game, and we we won the game by one one goal wow. against Spain at home in Spain. <laughs> and that was be the beginning of something and after that we won all the game we reached the semi final and lost in semi final against uh, uh it was not USSR at the time it's called CEI because it was just after you know like the new new republic right and then we we lost in semi final by one goal and we played we play against uh against Iceland again for the place Three, four for the bronze medal, and we won again. Amazing! <laughs> so that was yeah. that was something fantastic because we had the chance to be followed by a, a huge amount of French people because the Olympic Games were in Barcelona, which is right beside. Right. So a lot of people came, um, start to get interest for handball as. We were getting into the tournament and winning games after games after games, and then people start to say, "What's going on with this team? What's going on with this crazy guy?" And uh, and then when we won the the bronze medal and came back to France, it was like it was like crazy. It was crazy. That's so, the beginning of something crazy.
0: That is that is crazy. So not only were you the youngest professional signed player, you were the first team
1: to go to the Olympics and the first team to bring home a medal. Yes. And two years two years later we were the first team to play a final of the World Cup and uh, unfortunately we lost it so we, we we ended up being silver medal which been is still a step above right <laughs> but two years after that for the World Cup in 1995 we ended up getting a, in final and playing against Croatia and we won by five goals and became world champion in 95 which means that we've been from the third to the second and to the first so that was like quite unbelievable and during all those years the French public has always been super supporting to us and behind us and it's been an incredible roller coaster (laughs) that's that's wild it's been it's been crazy for for those like Four years between the '92 and '96 because I played the Olympic Games in '96 too in Atlanta. And that was the end of of my team, and unfortunately we finished number four. But uh, that was also the end of my career. I decided to stop my career with the national team after I played for ten years, and uh, I was still young. But uh, you know, it's time to sometimes do something else and leave the. The spot for another player and young player were coming, and uh, and it was time for me to to start something different and start a a career as a player, but outside of my country. So, how old were you now? I was uh, 28 28 when I moved to Germany.
0: So, world champion, yeah, two Olympics behind you, yeah. So, twenty seven years old,
1: yeah. Went to Germany, play in Bundesliga, and uh, had a really good time. It was uh, at the time Bundesliga was the NBA of the handball, uh, so which means the, the top of the top of the, all the leagues. All the best players in the world were playing in in, in Bundesliga, and uh, I was playing in a team uh, in Frankfurt. That was a really interesting experience because uh, the Germans were very professional compared to France in terms of infrastructure and how to, to manage the club, which is not surprising coming from Germany. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, during those uh, years that I played in Bundesliga, I, uh, I, uh, I did well with my team and I had a chance to be uh, contacted by, uh, by a team in, in Japan. And uh, I was still young. I was uh, 30 years old, and uh, and I I could have played for easily five more years in Bundesliga. But I decided to to go in Japan because of the of also the life part of my career, which means the sport part was getting easy at that time. Because going into the Japan League compared to the because the Bundesliga guy he was like, like playing in the third division, right? Kind so, which mean was really easy, and uh, in the same time give me a lot of time to, to live in a country like uh, Japan, which is like totally different, and I could like learn the language and get into the culture and learn about those people and learn about the countries and the history and so that was a good way to end up my career as a player. Mm-hmm. I played four years, I won all the title. I think at the end I won in total like 15 national titles and uh plus uh, the Europa Cup and uh, and the medal with the national team so it's quite quite... Well, who, who's counting now <laughs> it's quite a lot. but uh, i mean the the kids who play after me they want even more men so wow i'm glad for them you
0: you said one time to me too that you really kind of brought the japanese team together like they uh, you know the camaraderie of the team you know you told me a funny story about them wearing uh, bathing suits into the shower
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true that uh, uh, my experience in japan was was really interesting because as a uh, as a European guy, uh, suddenly, world champion, suddenly ending up in a locker room with a bunch of Japanese guys who were all working in the factory. I was working, for, working uh, playing for the team uh, of Honda. And so all the Japanese guys with the culture, and they look at us like we are like gods. <laughs> and uh, they start to call me uh, Mr. Vol. In the in the locker room, and I say, "No, you're not going to call me Mr. Vol. I'm playing with you. <laughs> going to call me Frederick." So then they call me Mr. Frederick. <laughs> it took them six months before they, they started to call me Frederick. So they were like very like young, childish kind of I would say like mentality, which is not surprising coming from the Japanese. And and so after my first year as a player, we won the league, Honda asked me if I uh, would be interested in taking the team as a coach and and continue playing. And I said, yeah, that would be an interesting thing, so let's do it. And of course, when I became a coach, I changed a lot of things in the in the way we uh, manage the team and what we do with the team. And uh, And so the first thing I told them is, that they have to take a shower together. <laughs> <laughs> they were very prudish and, <laughs> and do not want to be naked in front of each other. I for them to do it. <laughs> oh, that's excellent.
0: And you think laying down these values has <laughs> has translated to the the newer team?
1: Yes, I think I think it's it's, it's been something that. Uh, I'm still in contact with uh, some of the Japanese players that I, I, I play with and I, after that I coach because I became also the coach of the national team of Japan at the end of my time in Japan for four years. So a lot of the players, I'm still in contact with them and they always are very grateful for what I make them leave and the chance that they had to travel the world with me and experience things with me, which is totally different than what they could have experienced with if, uh, if they have been coached by a Japanese guy, they would have been into their Japanese culture with me, they could see another culture, and I let them be more themselves, right? instead of being more like follower of what the coach decides to say, and so I let them take initiative and and, and grow pretty much. And as they were growing outside of the, of the, of the field, they also grow on the field and, and get confident and better. And, uh, and we had a very good result with the, the Japanese team and with the Japanese national team. And uh, unfortunately, we missed the qualification for the Olympic Games uh, by one goal. Uh, after a big tournament uh, and uh, we lost that's the only game we lost and we lost in final by one goal against uh, korea ooh tough that was tough yeah that was the end of my career as uh, as a coach with the national team because my contract was finishing on this tournament and if i would have been qualified of course i would have stayed with the national team and, and go for the olympics but uh, i stopped to coach the national team and uh, the funny thing is on the the team at the time were in second division, a second team who were getting up in first division, and they asked me if I was, would be okay to put the shoes back on and, <laughs> and go and play and coach them and I did it after after not playing for <laughs> <laughs> a year and a half, I decided to play again i was thirty seven thirty eight and I played until I, I finished my career at thirty nine
0: so you had a very long, yeah. long career in, 20, in handball twenty
1: season in first league what 's the average career for the normal Joe? Oh, normal Mojo will play like let's say we say between 12 and 15 season at the top. If you start young now, uh, the fact that I I went to Japan, And it was easier. Right. So let me play a little bit longer, and I start very early. At my time, I was just 18, so mm-hmm. so I played between age 18 and 39. So wow, that is a stop. So I played 20 season, 20 Amazing. season in first in first division, 10 years with the national team. I had a 246 uh, select uh, team uh, game uh, with the national team, so I played 260 games, and I scored 1,086 goals. I I've been the first uh, French player to pass 1,000 goals with the national team. Now we are wow. have two, two young players now. Uh, 20 years after I finished <laughs> my career, Richard sold 1,000, and uh, we are free players to, to be uh, over 1,000 gold. Wow,
0: so you're still up in the tippity top, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's incredible. Kind of nice. <laughs> well, not only that, you're a pioneer for a lot of these guys, and uh, you actually had a training
1: camp. Yeah, I was uh, when I. Uh, I stopped uh, playing with the national team. I uh, I was uh, I had the uh, the idea with uh, with some very good friends who also uh, play handball and and uh, to to do a Frederick Wall training camp for kids and uh, we developed that in the south of France and we did that for pretty much like uh, ten years and it was a you know, great experience because uh, we spent, uh like uh, a few weeks during the summer, uh, with uh, hundreds of kids uh, playing handball, having fun, and and uh, and I think a lot of kids came back, so they really enjoy it. So we are doing handball at a certain time, and other sports at all the time, or activities like like you know, like uh, kayaking down the river, or or going like uh, mountain biking, right. or other things. So it was great.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. Did any of those kids go on to play professionally?
1: Uh, I, I do I, I think there was like two or three that went through the training camp who ended up playing in first division. That's amazing, Yeah, that's amazing. Competition is so, uh, hard. Well. A lot of kids want to play in first division, but you know, it's, it's difficult. We have like 700,000 uh, people who play handball in France. Wow. And only 16 will play in the <laughs> <country. laughs> It's like winning so the lottery. Far, <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta work hard. <laughs> and that's the good things about sports. If I could say, is it it's, it's, sport is like when you, you do sport at a high level and you had a chance to go through everything until you reach the top, you, you, you see that the sport teach you everything about life, everything about what you have to, learn in the life and how to be and 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 it's the best lessons about the life I absolutely
0: think. absolutely no that is you can impart it into everything in your life you know the winning mentality everything the teamwork uh, you know
1: teamwork, so it's it's about yourself you know like if you do an individual sport or a team sport you always have to put yourself you know make like auto-critics and, right. and, and have like, gold and a, deter- a lot of determination and, uh, and a lot of uh, you have to be honest with yourself, you have to have um, honesty and then after everything you do in the sport it's going to teach you about communicate about, uh, about uh, to be tolerant with others, about to be accepting things, about, about giving things, about everything, everything that you do in the life that the life means, you learn that in the sport. Right, it's a great, great thing.
0: That is that is incredible. So after all of those years yeah. of your distinguished playing, what led you to Canada?
1: Well, after I, I, I leave Japan, I, I went to Germany and coach in Bundesliga. And after my after I, I one year, I decided that I needed a break because coaching is a lot more difficult than playing. Uh, especially in the mental and psychology side of it, and uh, I talk with my wife, which is Canadian, uh, English Canadian, if um, if uh, she will be uh, interested in going to uh, a country for the winter to uh, spend the winter there and snowboard. And uh, as a player, of course, uh, I didn't have the time and also I weren't allowed to go and ski. It was in the contract, you know, like ski is too dangerous. You don't risk to break your legs, you know, in the middle of the season. So you don't ski. And I really enjoy winter skiing. and, And when I was really, really young kid... And so I, I decided to come here with her as it's a country and spend the winter here and ski and uh we ended up uh at the end of the winter we moved from hill to hill and then uh we we bought a fifth wheeler and a truck and uh we lived in the fifth wheeler for about a year. It was a very interesting experience. <laughs> And uh, kind of gypsy style. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, we end up at the end in Kelowna and at the end of the winter in Big White. And then uh, when the spring started and I saw uh, the Okanagan Valley with uh, all the beautiful uh, uh, vine fields and uh, fruit trees and uh, lakes and the temperature and the Gulf. And uh, I say, well, maybe we should stay a little <laughs> longer to see how the summer is. And then after the summer, we never left. So we start to uh, decide to live here, which uh, um, I don't think make my wife super ex- very excited about it, <laughs> back in our country. But uh, now uh, we are here for 13 years and uh, and the plan is to uh, probably go back. Finally, I'm gonna please my wife after 15 years in our country. <laughs> We're going back to the south of France. Uh, we have a house in the south of France waiting for us. and. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna uh, enjoy a retirement in the south of France.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, that's absolutely wonderful. So that that
1: would be the the first uh, the first big step in two years, moving back, and uh, and then uh, spending six months the summer and the sp- in the spring and the summer in France, and, and the fall in the winter, in uh, traveling around the world in the warm countries.
0: That's amazing. World traveler for life. Love yeah. it
1: yeah you know i travel all my, during uh, i had the chance when i was kids to travel with my parents my dad uh, did a lot of uh, travelling and as this work he was doing a lot of conference uh, in different countries and uh, i was uh, going with my parents and i visited a lot of countries when i was kids after that i did travel even more when I became a player and you know that uh, another thing that the sport give you, you know, the chance to see other country, to see other people, to see other culture, to discover all the food, and uh, so the the traveling became something that I'm totally addicted to it. So we met with Kendall. We were both traveling uh, overseas. I was in Japan. She was in Japan. I was French. She was Canadian. So. We both have that in the blood and we want to keep doing it until we can. And one day we will be too old to uh, take the plane. <laughs> it will be time to relax, in the totally relax in the sauce of rest and enjoy the good wine <laughs> and the good cheese. <laughs> oh, this has been amazing, Frederick. Thank you so much
0: for uh, being my first guest on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. I enjoy working with you currently. Um, I enjoy too. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> and I'll be seeing you tomorrow at work. <laughs> um, and I sincerely want to come for a visit when you're uh, back in France. Maybe, Absolutely.
1: Anytime you want.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for this. That was wonderful.
1: You're welcome. And
0: uh, everyone have a wonderful day. Get out, get action, do something that uh, makes a positive difference, and uh, play some sports.